At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We've seen a car run into a tree, a tree fall through a roof, and we've even seen a car fall through a roof. But there's a better way for your home and auto to come together. Bundle them. And when you get both, you could save an average of 20%. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Hello, and welcome to Glee on the Rocks, Most Everybody is Sick edition. I am Ev. I'm what's left of Emily. And I'm Mandy, and I'm really hoping colds aren't transmitted through the internet. That's a I think so many people that watch Pornhub feel the same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're glad to be back with you. I'm definitely glad to be back with you. And we are doing uh episode 20 in the second season we're doing prom queen yay prom. <laughs> there's more excitement really we're just mostly all sick just running on empty man anyway let's get let's get into some uh some information here so like i said it's the 20th episode of the second season it premiered on may 10th 2011 little bit of background in case you haven't seen it in a while or completely forgot the whole entire episode. The episode is set around the New Directions first junior prom, being asked to perform at the event uh, by Principal Figgins, despite Sue's disapproval, as she runs the prom and its committee. As the episode goes on, it explores the competitive run for the prom queen, king and prom queen, and it is the first prom slash formal dance episode on Glee. This was directed by Eric Stoltz and written by Ian Brennan. And uh, I have to say, um, there was a lot I didn't remember in this episode. Uh, like, I remembered, like, two things. Yeah. I remembered well, a few, like, key things about it, but there were some subplot-type things I didn't remember as much. Yeah, I I was mostly just, like, waiting for the end of the episode. Because <laughs> that's enough. where I knew my good stuff was coming. Yes. That's fair. But no, I did. I mean, yeah, there was some stuff I forgot for sure. Like uh, Mercedes' whole storyline, I think. Yeah, that's definitely one of the things that I didn't remember as much. Uh, what else was there? I was, uh, let's start with, let's say, I was say, let's leave Hurt and Blaine for the moment, because I'm sure we'll come back around to that. So Many times. With, uh, yeah. Quinn, Finn, Rachel, Jesse. Want to kick it off there? Sure. The blob he, slightly expanded. The slightly expanded blob, yeah. Well, I mean, I I like Jesse St. James, so his reappearance in a stolen rendition of um, Rolling in the Deep was fine by me. Yeah. That was, that was pretty good. Was it when you say stolen? Remember there was a whole to-do about this arrangement of Rolling in the deep. It, I do not remember this. Oh. Yeah. I wonder if I can find it really quick. There was a whole to-do because this arrangement, it, either af- like right after they 
released it or sometime after another artist popped up or maybe the fans of the artist popped up to be like hey this stripped down cut down version of rolling in the deep uh already exists and maybe you should give them credit for it i remember that happening a little later on with uh a different song but i didn't know that happened with this one too i'm pretty sure it was this one yeah and if i'm I wrong i remember it i remember it was babies got back oh yeah that too yeah no i i remember this one because it was people at first were like oh it's such a unique take on this song and then a bunch of other people were like not really yeah but i don't think it had as really... much backlash as the baby got back then but it has now been so many years that yeah the baby got back when got backlash because the person who made it was pissed off yes yeah and to be um, fair both versions are bad <laughs> yes so I don't know. <laughs> be as mad as you like, but still bad. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not surprised at the idea that, like, hey, they stole arrangements. Yeah, I mean, I have to not... make so many every week. But regardless, uh, you know, Jesse St. James shows up and it's fine by me. Yeah, I, um, I don't know if I necessarily believe the whole apology that he had. But at the same time, I uh, I like him better than Finn with Rachel. So whatever, don't care. Yes, yeah, for sure. It was kind of an odd. I, I don't know if it was just one of those that it like worked in uh, in the actor's schedule, but it was an odd like why this episode to bring him back just yeah. to have a dust up maybe at prom just to have some yeah. More... I mean. That's another, I feel like, case of, like, Glee wanting to bring a guest star back, but being, like, really lazy about how they do it. Be like, great, so we're shoehorning them into this episode. Yeah, I mean, there's an awful lot that happens in this episode, and it, uh, you know, at first it was kind of nice with the whole Rachel, Mercedes, and was there someone else involved? Like, we're just gonna go together with Sam, right? Like, yeah. We'll just go as friends, and then all of a sudden, it's like, actually, I have a date. Sucks to be you, Mercedes. So it kind of would have been nice if it had just been, like, a friend group going. Yeah, I mean, that also... uh, (laughs) Glee never showed friendships, and that might have been kind of nice. Yeah, no, they really... I'm so sorry. (laughs) Are you you dying on the podcast? I am dying on the podcast. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, they really don't highlight friendships and i know prom is really supposed to be like a you know a romantic date thing but uh, there are plenty of people who don't go to prom with a date and just go with a group of friends and that would have been a nice a nice thing for them to do i mean yeah it would have been especially those characters i mean not so much rachel but like sam and mercedes are very much used as like significant others of the week for the blob yes they are they are it's just like who's unattached in this episode yeah Yeah, give them give them one although i did appreciate that they kept in a very small reminder of sam's uh brokenness yes yeah it's not like he can afford to take a date to prom it was Um, a surprise uh reminder that like oh you remembered a thing 
yeah, it actually was like, oh, you didn't forget that thing that just happened in the last episode. Good Amazing. Job, it was like, you guys can when you want to. Yeah, and the other callback uh, was the uh, having to sell the Laffy Taffy oh, <laughs> to make it to, yeah. to nationals. Like, well, all right. You got that one. Who wrote this one again? Uh, I wrote my notes again. Uh, Ian Brennan. So somebody remembered something. Um, oh, before we leave Roland in the Deep, we uh-huh. talk about his gay pirate scarf. Oh, yes. Because uh. I know he's supposed to be like a straight, hot, bad boy. But not wearing that though? scarf. But is he though? He's really not. And that's not I mean, just because of the actor. That is just because of that scarf. Maybe, maybe Jesse um, St. James was just like. Uh, Are you trying to think of the the actor's name? Yes. Jonathan Groff. Yes. Jesus Christ. Maybe Listen, Jonathan Groff is like what? Sixty-five percent of my brain right now is like snot and mucus. So. Same. I feel like that's super fun. Good luck, Mandy. Do, we should do a special mini episode right after you have both taken your cough medicine. <laughs> no, I want that's like for everybody. I want I, the doped up podcast where I just get you two to just like randomly start doing like daring covers with your like half gone voices. <laughs> I can't One sing on a good day, so God, you can't oh. sing. On Boy. a good day, Mav doesn't actually need cough syrup to do it on any day. <laughs> so together, I'll do. Uh, yeah, let me. Uh, yes, I'll get my Wonder Wall cover going with a kazoo. I'm, that is my lung. Excuse me, I'm staying on brand. I'm just gonna sing cough syrup. Okay. <laughs> that I mean, I that got, is very on brand. I got a whole bottle of Nyquil waiting for me. Might recommend taking the whole bottle at once. Listen, I do what I want. You know what? I understand that feel. You do. And it's too bad that we are not sick for the episode with the vapo rape. Oh my gosh, that would have been yeah, anyway. good slash bad. Talk about on brand. So anyway. y'all just have to I'm, agree to get sick again. Think, no, look, I don't think I'm ever gonna not have this cough. That might so, be the case. I'll just continue to be sick. Anyway, <laughs> my point being, I think Prom. Jonathan Groff just walked onto set because they're like, we need you for reasons. And he was like, I'll be there. And he just walked on to talk to Rachel slash Leah Michelle. And he just wore whatever he had was wearing. Mm. That seems legit. Sounds like it. That's why I think it's like, that's why I think it's like a pirate scarf. It's like, mm, that sounds like, that sounds like a scene. Jonathan Groff would have his closet. It makes I mean, as much sense point. as anything else. Exactly. So, in, is, in our, is there anything else you want to talk about with, like, the couples? I only briefly want to mention the fact that I forgot that Artie and Brittany were dating at one point. Oh, yeah. I forgot that was the thing. <laughs> that happens yeah. all the time. I do appreciate, um, I mean, well, two things one they have a home ec class like what they actually have home ec I think, this I think that's more common in certain areas of the of the country because um, my huh in the rural R- potentially rural? i knew i i have i have i know people who did home ec in 
in school and they did sewing and, and, and cooking and it wasn't just girls some dudes took it too but um, I was like you know if you add in learning how to do taxes and like some other shit and budgeting that just sounds like adulting you should just uh, have an adulting I mean, class honestly I would have loved to take a home ec class because that's some shit I need to know how to do we had it like one year but it was um, like 7th grade I can't remember what it was called, but I remember we sewed pillowcases and made monkey bread. All right, all right. That was it. Um, yeah, I don't remember what it was actually called. It wasn't called home ec, but it was basically a life skills class. Mm. But, you yeah. know, seventh graders, so it really wasn't that practical. This is what I want. I want, here's how to, here's how to hem jeans. Here's how to budget your money. Here's how to do taxes. And here's how to make a couple of basic food things. Adulting. Yeah. It'll work. We'll get there one day. We'll figure these things out. How to survive a cold 101. I would also venture yeah. that no one needs to learn how to balance their checkbook, which I do remember doing in school. <laughs> I yeah. recognize no. checks are still used occasionally, but no, I I don't think. Only when you're in a rush at the grocery store and the woman in front of you pulls out a check. <laughs> That's the only time That's, that ever happened. That is, that is accurate, yeah. Like, ah, damn, I'm gonna be here forever. Uh, but yes, Britt and Artie, uh, I appreciated that she still told him to fuck off because yes. a song is not an apology, especially a song about a baby. So she was fully in the right to say, You called me stupid and I really didn't like that. Because she's not wrong. Yeah. And it takes more than that song to make that better. Also, yep. how many teachers allow you to interrupt class to sing a song for prom? Absolutely none. Nope. Exactly. Um, it did uh, stand out to me that I don't know when prom what promposals became a thing. I feel like that was the yeah, last few either. years. I see, I see lots of articles about them in small town newspapers where like people, it's like the thing you have to come up with an elaborate way to ask someone to prom. And look, small town newspapers don't have a lot to talk about. That's true. So uh, yeah. And this was clearly before that. Um, they seem big in Midwestern States too. People can actually like respond if you're listening to this and have been in high school in the past five years. But I'm glad yeah, oh Glee didn't get a chance Please to do that. that I, I feel like Glee would have done entire episodes on like how they asked each other to prom. Yes. If only they had known. So there's a lot of no, no. there's a lot of stuff that happens at the dance. I'm holding on to that for a second. Do we want yes. to talk about? I was going to say Puck. How about now? Want to talk about that now? Actually, that's not what I was going to say. But yeah, Daffy. Because um, <laughs> if you were going to ask, my answer was going to be no. <laughs> no. Um, the the uh, whole kilt thing and brave and gay braveheart. Do we want to talk about um, that whole moment before we jump into the rest of Kurt and Blaine and and the whole dance? Um, sure. I think I was just wondering if there's. I'm trying to think, like, because I know as soon as we get to that, it's just going to be all clean and all the dance, mm-hmm. because the other stuff that happened before that is really the the girls vying to be prom queen 
which oh, and I, there's also the bit with Kurt and Dave. I have that down at the bottom here. Yeah, and just thinking of like, I mean, we all know that Quinn wants to be prom queen, although this is junior prom, so like, yeah, whatever. And Lauren wants to be prom queen for some flimsy reason and can't find a dress which i thought was a nice added bit of realism to her storyline mm-hmm. of yes of okay, course she can't find a dress i really liked that realism but i did not like the lack of realism in rachel and mercedes being like oh we're just gonna buy five dollar prom dresses down at the thrift store and then showing up in dresses that look literally just like everyone else's yes there were <laughs> yeah. five dollar selection of prom dresses they don't yeah. look like that no uh, or they look like that with a lot more stains yes and maybe some rips in the seams yeah i feel like it would have been guys 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 they took home ec they were able to fix the rips see i was about to say it would be more realistic if um they just said that kurt made their dresses actually that would have that would have been well he was too busy making his own that's but uh, yeah and that just fucking finn i forgot how much i really hate finn yes because he gets all up in Rachel's face about taking Jesse to the prom. And at least she got to, like, tell him to fuck off that who she dates is not his business, which it's not. Yeah. But then she... Although, sidebar, I do I do question her thought process dating somebody that egged her. I just want to add that. I know he apologized, but, like, I do want to throw that out there. You should require more than just a single apology for that. Yes, but he's real cute and he probably paid for dinner. There is that. So, you know. um, But then, like, I I got it, but I, and I know a lot of people like the scene where she tells Finn what to get Quinn for a a corsage because obviously she knows what Quinn's eye color is. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's one of those, like, cute and it's supposed to be kind of like pining where she's uh pushing aside her own feelings to help finn because she really likes finn deep down and she's gonna help him impress his date who maybe she also kind of likes <laughs> and that would have been the the love triangle that i was okay with yeah if that, yeah if that thruple had come along uh but it it didn't, which, I mean, maybe if they, they made the show now, um, but they didn't. Yeah. And there's Mercedes, who no one has asked to prom, but that I wanted to feel bad for her. Well, sort of. I don't have any inclination towards dances, so I was like, please don't ask me. Yeah. But... You know, she gave her speech about wanting to be Cinderella for the night, and so I'm going to tell her that she's pretty. But we also don't see Mercedes interacting with anybody in the school outside of the Glee Club. So why would anybody ask her out? As far as we know, the only friends and people she talks to are in the New Directions. That's true. So it's like, what, she want a stranger to ask her out? Because she doesn't seem to know anybody else. She's not even on the Cheerios anymore. Or she so is, like, and it's just another one of those things that happens entirely off camera, which, you know, 
she's in 14 other clubs and we just don't know about it nobody from her latin club is taking her out fucking latin club that was one where i was like who who would not not who would ask you out because of x y and z but like you you don't know anybody else yeah what total strangers you've restricted yourself to this small group of people who have decided that they're all incestuous but not with you right exactly like They've all picked people, and there's nobody left except for Mr. Shu, and that's gross. Yeah. Anyway. We all know he, yeah. he only has eyes for Finn. It's true. Yes. Hey, okay, so now, right. now we oh, can talk about David, David, David and Kurt. Kurt David and Kurt. Uh, do, we, do we have to? I mean, we don't Why do you have, have to? I just... He doesn't deserve a first name. Yeah. Karofsky and Kurt. There we go. Better? Yes. Okay. I I mean, I only just want to bring it up just because I really dislike um, how they're trying, how, basically how they're trying to make him be a very sympathetic character. And I get that kids going through a, uh, you know, going through what Karofsky's going through and, you know, like, I'm gay and I'm in a, and I'm in a school city, you know, etc. that is not conducive to that have a tough time but um there's a there's a line that you cross that stops being uh sympathetic and it's like i'm sympathetic to you until you start to do it onto other people and now i'm not sympathetic i'm i don't like you Mm -hmm. so i i find that um they're like but no you should feel bad because he's he's going through a tough time i'm like bitch we're all going through a tough time yeah but I mean, like, I, I'm not going around. I'm not going around like telling people I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, kill them and yeah. beating people up. And I don't know many people of my friends that are also going through tough times that are. So no, I, really I not feel like a redeeming bullies it was almost a theme of the episode because it's kind of what they did with Jesse too. It was like, it hmm, did, yeah, yeah. And I don't like it with Jesse either. I love Jonathan Groff and like my prior attachment to him makes it easier to want to like jesse and i feel bad yes. for max adler because of that because like it's not max adler's fault no he seems lovely yeah but it's not but, I, yeah i don't have a yeah um i had no reason to like him therefore my first impression was strictly of the character and not like a positive Poor association max. with the actor yeah so Agreed. i just want to say not not his fault but also yeah Max, if you, you would like what? to come you know on this podcast and have a chat with us about how you feel about your character, that would be totally fine yeah, with us. Yeah. I'm going to go on a limb and say, Max, this is a this is a good thing. This shows how great of an actor you are. That uh, <laughs> right. We totally bought yeah. all of this performance, and yeah. you are a completely lovely person. <laughs> yeah. We just we just hate your character. It's not you, buddy. Yeah, but yeah, I okay. On a on a like strictly technical sense, I don't appreciate them trying to like bring Jesse back either and and make him sympathetic, even though it's hard to say that since I liked Jesse St. James. Right. Especially since they basically both both were bullied physical and yeah. verbal bullied. He did, yes. He did physically Kurt. assault her with eggs. Yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And then and then it's basically an apology. And and Rachel and Kurt both forgive their bullies, and um, I sort of feel like it's it's so often um, 
kids are told, like, you know, you have to be the bigger person. You have to forgive them. And I just want to be like, that's fucking bullshit. Like, you don't have to forgive them. You should forgive for yourself so that you can, for yourself, move on and not be, like, stuck in something that, that, you know, upsets you and bothers you. So you should work through it and then, like, just forgive the situation and move on. That doesn't mean you forgive the person. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you give the person the time of day. And I just really dislike the idea in, in culture that you're, especially when you push it on kids, when other kids are really mean to them, it's like, you should just, you should just forgive them. They're just, you know, they're just kids. They're just learning. They didn't mean it. It's like, no, that's, you don't have to do that. You don't have to forgive them if you want to. But like, I just like, I would have liked if one of them had been like, thank you for that. But no, I Right. I don't forgive you. We're not going to be friends. Like, yeah. you can't, it's not going to fucking also, happen. Like, you can also acknowledge that someone else may grow while not feeling obligated to, like, actually welcome them back into your life. For sure. So, yeah, yeah. if Glee yeah. wanted to do that, if Glee wanted to have Kurt say, like, I understand you were going through stuff, but you still traumatized me, so, like, peace out and good luck, I yeah. actually would have been okay with that for a couple yeah. of seasons and then fuck Karofsky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's one of those, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I don't think, I think immediately going, no, 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 it's totally fine. It's all okay. I understand you're forgiven. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm very much of the, every, we should always be optimistic that has to pull and, and help people. But at the same time, you should allow kids space to say like, you know what? I don't, I don't need to, I can cut that tie and be like, you don't need to hurt him back. Just, I have to forgive him. <laughs> you just let it go. Oh, just move on. On your own. That's all yeah. I wanted to say on that. Yeah, the persecuted party does not have to be the bigger person. No, it doesn't. I mean, you feel like it and you have that you have the spoons to do it, that's great. You don't have to. And I just wish Yeah. Yeah, push that forward. Okay. Now Kurt and Blaine. Kurt and Blaine. Kurt and Blaine. We have to start chronologically because first they have a date at breadsticks that's true and also and very cute it's so cute because this is where we get blaine warbler yes this, mm, is, this the, is true this is true this is the the canonization of blaine warbler and uh i still don't know that we know his last name at this point in the series i don't think, I don't think we do at this point and i kind of like the idea that maybe kurt doesn't either <laughs> <laughs> Actually, just calls him Blaine Warbler because Blaine has not revealed his last name. Because if he did reveal his last name, yes, Kurt would find out about his brother. Exactly. I, I mean, I think that makes sense. <laughs> I'm gonna backwards logic yeah. the fact that this character didn't have a name. Well done. Yes. So they have their cute little date at breadsticks in Blaine's little sweater, and I'm, I, I don't even care. I just love it. Kurt no. asking a boy to a dance. And he was very happy about it, which I actually love Chris Cole for playing moments like that because he just seems like genuinely giddy. Yeah, like genuine excitement in, in the moment. Just his little, his little wiggle in the seat. Yes. Yep. Kind of dancing. The uh, the other side of this is that we get Blaine's um, tragic backstory. I don't mean to laugh, but it is like a hey surprise. This character has a tragic history <sighs> that they uh, acknowledge his, once and then like yes yeah his sadie hawkins uh sadie hawkins dance problem and that uh well because this was also I, I remember there being a bit of 
to do from the the fans who even even then were very divided between like Kurt stands and Blaine stands. Mm-hmm. More there being more Kurt stands and like this new character was coming in and taking over the screen time from their yeah. their buddy. Um, but I remember there being a thing of you know Kurt wants Blaine to take the chance to stand up to bullies by going to prom because he didn't get to do it before. And there was a little bit of, it wasn't called discourse then because mm-hmm. we didn't use that word, but of like. Good old fandom wank. A little fandom wank, yes, about like Kurt forcing Blaine to do something that mm-hmm. he's not comfortable with. But he says it, and I was kind of waiting, like when I was watching the scene, going, okay, is there a line here that I can acknowledge of Kurt being like pushy about something? But he says, like, I totally understand if it's too much for you. So he gives Blaine the out. Yeah. And Blaine says his uh, his beautiful line. I am crazy about you. In Darren's little voice. And uh, I feel like that's a totally reasonable conversation to have happened. Yeah. Uh, I mean... One party asking for something, acknowledging that it might be difficult for the other party, and then coming to an agreement. I think... The discourse wank. Let's stick with wank. Yeah. I prefer fandom. Let's yeah, be honest, it's fandom. It's not discourse. That's far exactly. too polite of a term. I think the wank comes from the idea that, yeah, 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 Kurt said that, but you could tell how excited he was and how much he would be disappointed. And Blaine's not going to want to disappoint him because he really, because he's crazy about him. So it was not like, like yeah he said it but it's not fair it's not a it's not a he didn't say it in like didn't really mean it and he didn't really think or Blaine didn't feel like he could say no and I just feel like that's reading into a situation that's not there and or pushing your own uh perspective like look you may you may have been in that situation or you may do that to people but uh, that's not exactly how I read it either it seemed Kurt was excited and then went okay I can see why you might not be excited and that's fine. And Blaine was like, no, no, no. I want to, I want to do the thing because you really want to do it. And I'm fine with it. That's how I think. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's where the wank came from was like, oh, even though he said it, he didn't mean it. It was like way to totally read into things. The like one time it's like, you think that's going to be the one time the uh, writers actually like have nuanced meaning because I don't know. Right. <laughs> Yeah, this is the one time they slip subtlety into the show. Emily, no, I agree. you know Glee is known for its subtleties, especially in its writing. Yes, especially when it comes to relationships. It's very, um, a very. there are so many shades of gray in the conversations that these characters have and the, the things that they are maybe not saying to each other, maybe just underneath the words or something. I can't even come up with anything. I'm, but yeah. So I I agree. It it was definitely a an overblown reaction to a very cute scene. Can't can't yeah. wait till we get to the one particular bar episode uh, to discuss yeah. reactions. That'll be fun. Scene where Hurt, Blaine, and Sebastian all went off to fuck behind the counter. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what uh, happens in that episode. Not what happens. Definitely spoilers. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, yes. so they had their date, their cute little date. Um, they're going to prom. 
Um, and then I think the, the the next thing that we have them in is the um, gay Braveheart. Gay Braveheart. Yes, they go. They're at Bert's house with Finn of all people, but you know they're uh, and uh, Kurt showing off his homage to Braveheart. <laughs> oh, I know it was the homage to the recent royal wedding. Yes, that's how dated ah, yes. it was. And when we say recent ro- royal wedding, we do mean Kate Middleton. It, oh, yes. Not. By the way, not Megan. Not Megan Markle. This is Kate Middleton. The um, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is a quick aside. Speaking of dated lines or lines that date the show, that the joke about uh, John McCain's rolling over in his grave. Oh, no. <laughs> that didn't age well. Nope. <laughs> I forget. Yeah, I heard that. And I was like, never oh, make wow. never make jokes about an older person rolling in their grave. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be true, and probably not that far in the future. Yeah. Except yeah. for Betty White, who will live forever. She will never die. Never. I am knocking on all of the wood right now. Thank you. Anyway, back to back to Curtis yes. Lane. So I, I liked Blaine's like, I'm gonna go very discreet. Because that is like the least Blairin thing about him. Like the least Darren aspect of him is dressing discreetly at an award show or a <laughs> yeah. an event. Well, I mean, I um I understood. I guess, there, and the reason I want to talk about this scene was I knew there was a lot of wank around uh, Blaine's not being supportive of his, of his boyfriend. And, oh, yes. And uh, and Bert Hummel's not being a good father. Yeah. And I, and I really want to, I really want to defend my man, Bert Hummel here, because I, he's a mechanic from Ohio. Right. Who has a gay son and who has been bullied and had to go to a different school because he was bullied. I don't think this is him not supporting his son. I think this is him going, I don't want you to die. Yeah, I mean, it's just so, Kurt being yeah. more aware of what the world is like, because Kurt, I mean, obviously he's a gay teenager, and that's not an easy thing, um, no matter where you're at. And he has been bullied, but he's also led a, you know, aside from, like, Karofsky, a pretty, like, sheltered, safe life. Like, yeah. he's got parents that love him, and he's got a group of friends. Um, and I feel like he's a little unrealistic. He's got about a good group of friends like. that mostly support him and are mostly yeah. okay and occasionally really dickish. But that just is, yeah. I mean, high school friends, I think, to some degree. And, uh, and like, it may yeah, be he- that, that I grew up in an extremely homophobic place, but I'm like, if I had a kid even today, I would probably discourage them from wearing things to school that would get them like beat up. Yeah, beat up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, this was like, this was, this was Bert Hummel being a protective father, not a, not a, not a bad dad or a, like trying to stifle Kurt. It was just like him right. trying to keep him being, being hurt further because he's already, gone through that this this season this is this is a plot line that glee reuses um and gives it more credit like more attention because a future trans character's parents don't want them to dress the way they want to to express themselves at school and that's like an actual plot line in the episode and i kind of wish that they had done a little bit more of that with bert here instead of it being a one-off scene where it's just him saying hey don't wear don't wear the kilt yeah, because yeah. I think Bert, uh, first season, when Kurt is, for some reason, still driving that SUV, and he says the thing about, like, I promised my dad I wouldn't wear, like, knee-length sweaters or yeah. something. Yeah. So it, 
Kurt's style has come up before of like a something that is very outwardly obvious about him mm-hmm. and it does make Bert uncomfortable but I think like you said less less because Bert is homophobic and more because he is just desperately worried about his kid's safety yeah that doesn't make him a bad father that makes him a single dad trying his best and I, I yeah, appreciate exactly. that yeah um which I guess makes us like the old, the old crowd because uh, I'm sure, and uh, you know, a lot of actual teenagers would probably feel very differently and have like stronger opinions about self-expression. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I just see that that kid's gonna get his ass beat. Yeah, I yeah. don't like that. I, you know, there's the like the moral, there's the moral imperative to do something and be taking a stand for what's right and all that kind of stuff, and then there's like the actuality of a situation and expressing yourself is all well and good but also not getting your face beat in yeah, especially when it's a teenager because like yeah if if like this show were about kurt hummel as a 28 year old man like he's old enough to understand what he's doing but yeah kurt as a 16 year old on this show is portrayed as kind of naive i mean the whole like conversations about sex prove that um not that there's anything wrong with that kind of you know attitude about it but yeah he's just not that aware no naive i think is a good word for early season kurt hummel can you make a can you make an informed choice about the about the ramifications of your choices when you're naive and don't necessarily know what they may be and i think that's yeah the issue that bert hummel is is running into and and what you've been pointing out is like he's not old enough to know exactly what those may be and uh, no matter what's happened to him previously and his dad's just trying to and you always fire back parents when they actually tell you some truth right (laughs) i was yeah i was about to say like and that's a common argument parents have with teenagers i think where teenagers like think they know everything and parents are like no wait yeah but on this particular topic yeah I mean, I, I even understand. Like Art wasn't given enough credit in this episode. No, I agree. I also think Blaine, understandable considering his background that we now know, it's like, okay, there's, he got beat up for taking a boy to avoid a uh, prom. And uh, you, you're going, he's going with you, Kurt. And he's just, you're just sort of like, I want to go with a boy and wearing, I know it's not a skirt, but a bunch <laughs> of dudes in Ohio are going to be like, it's a skirt and it's going to be a whole thing. And he has proven bullies at the school. Yeah, and that's another another thing that makes the concern that all of them have for Kurt a little more valid. Yep. Well, basically, I I didn't get the I didn't get the anger. I thought um, I I love Kurt as I'm sure (laughs) previous episodes have been very um, very effusive on this. Do you like Kurt more or less than Mr. Schuster? Because we know maybe know how much you love him. Maybe a little bit more than Mr. Schuster, just, just, just a, a little, little bit. bit more. Okay, but um, I really thought Kurt was kind of being a dick right now. Well, I mean, not a dick. That's a strong term. I thought he was being a a naive, slightly petulant teenager. Yeah, yes. which is the and same thing not... as a dick most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is just like I, Kurt, Kurt. I need you to. I need you to open up the blinders from your perspective and look at it wider 
And I know you want to make a statement because you want to own your self-expression because that's a big thing for you. But I need you to understand why your father's upset and worried and why your boyfriend who's going with you, who has past trauma related to this, is also concerned. And maybe that's not the best outfit decision to do. Yeah. I mean, clearly he wears it anyway, but I stand by my, I stand by my, Kurt, you're kind of being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. Yes. Although I did, <laughs> kind of loved Finn's reaction of just like, dude, that rocks. It's just so, <laughs> so guileless. I, yeah. It is. And also it's kind of nice to see the, uh, the, um, like the dude bro who's just like, who didn't immediately go, oh my God, why are you wearing a skirt? But just like, cool. Yep. Again, I love that version of Finn. I don't know why they seem to show another version of him. That's a dick. Just to piss us off. I guess. I like, I half love Finn. If they only, if they only did half of his, like his character, I would fully love Finn. Or I fully hate him. It's better than which half they showed, I guess. That's, All right, so such is life. Such is life. Have we have we finally made it to the moment of going to the dance? I think and talking so. about the dance. Yes. Fabulous. I <laughs> watching it this time with my current experience. Much of what I could think of is like how awful must have this been to shoot. Because there are so many extras, <laughs> there's props, there are balloons, there's confetti, there are performances that you have to sync up with sound, and every time there's a live performance in a shoot, it just creates chaos for continuity. <laughs> there's so much of it. That is all I could think of. Well, it was that and um, what happened on Twitter, but they're unrelated. But yeah, oh, about the yeah. Girl that, are you talking about the girl that lost her job? Yeah, yeah. Talk about some old uh, fandom history. Yeah, that's some good fandom history right there. So, for those who don't know, Emily, you want to recount this? Well, I, so I thought about this, and it's one of those like it's been eight years. Do we still say her name, or just let people go find it later? Because it does feel a little. We can weird. let people go find it later. So like, I don't think we need to call her out. Yeah. So just, but it is, it is part of the history is that um, someone who was an extra on the show and had been an extra in previous episodes tweeted um, about the, about who becomes prom king and queen. And she didn't put their names, but she put their initials, which <laughs> made obvious who becomes yeah prom queen and queen which at the time wasn't even a it wasn't even a spoiler anyone was looking for like it would have been quite the surprise because it wasn't uh, the reveal of kurt becoming prom queen wasn't something that was being built up to like there wasn't uh, he wasn't running for prom queen uh there wasn't a hint of nefarious things going on in the background so it actually would have been quite the like oh shit but this extra tweeted about it revealing it and then uh i think it was brad falchuk got into a twitter fight with no, her. no that was it was murphy no it was brad was it i thought it was murphy no it was brad because brad was the one 
I went and I got the tweets and then I thought about if we should post them or not, but I went and found it. Gotcha. But Brad tweeted, who are you to spoil something talented people have spent months trying to create? Um, and then he tweeted something about, um, uh, how do you phrase it? It was like, um, see if you can ever get work in this town again. That's so dramatic just to hear someone actually saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she deleted her Twitter for a while. Apparently she was blackballed for quite some time. It's hard to know though, but I think she had been uh, an extra in a number of shows. Um, and in reading the articles, she says that she did not realize it would become quite the, uh, quite the to-do that it became, but there were like entertainment weekly articles about the glee extra who was fired for tweeting a spoiler and la times and ntv and huffpo and all these things really jumped on it which probably made it worse yeah if it had, if it had just stayed on twitter um and then she was actually highlighted in an episode of that show the internet ruined my life so it was definitely a thing that got wholly out of proportion but it was also hilarious Especially with Glee's later use of the yeah. Gleek Out Brazil Twitter. To... I would have been so pissed off a couple of years later if I were that girl. Right? And I, I would actually like to ask her, like, how do you feel knowing that three years later they would have a planted Twitter giving out spoilers left and fucking right when you were fired quite publicly for, for this one? It'd be even more hilarious if they got the idea from her. I know. I, so well, like, wait, wait. <laughs> I mean, Murphy does take everything else from yeah. me. It would not surprise me if he was like, oh, look how much fucking press we got for that. Anyway, if you were not in Glee, in the Glee fandom during this time, it was wild. And that's what you wild. Really, <laughs> behind the scenes. I mean, that is, uh, I feel like that's just very emblematic of this whole show. This is like some stupid thing that just blows up. Yeah, if people had just, if I don't know, if they hadn't taken it to the newspaper, it's like it probably wouldn't have been such a big deal. But Also, if they hadn't confirmed it. That too. Like, tweeting that, oh no, how dare you spoil this, turns it from, well, how do we even know if we can trust this person to, oh, well, I guess exactly. this is exactly what happens. Yes, that was the other thing. It's like, well, thanks for validating her. Yeah. So, I don't... Um, I don't know where she is these days, but I hope she's not getting hate mail from Glee fans. And if you're listening to this fucking podcast, don't go tweeting her. She's done her internet shame penance. And to that extra, what, what? if you're listening to the podcast, please come talk to us. Yeah, no, if you're listening to this for some unknown reason and you haven't just deleted Glee from your brain, uh, we want to talk to you. I mean, I feel like we are the podcast for someone who has a reason to hate Glee. This is true. <laughs> so, you know who you are. Come have a chat with us. We accept all embittered actors, extras, writers. Crew members. Yeah. The people who had to lead tours on main, the Paramount Main cast. Side. Yeah. Yes, main cast. Chris. Chris, I feel like you've got things to say. He does. Anyway. Um, that's the tea. Anyway. Um, since you brought it up, I guess we might as well just talk about talk about it so uh despite what the girls want um heard is crowned prom queen yes 
been a stunning upset. Um, <laughs> stunning what, upset. And what I I cannot fathom is how adults let that happen. I mean, not that they wouldn't necessarily do a write and vote, but don't the adults have to tally them? And then don't they have to be the yeah. one to be like, and they, can't they just go, oh, this is a terrible, terrible idea. Let's not do this. Yeah, I did wonder about that this time. Was like, what faculty advisor <laughs> said, sure, this is fine. I mean, they sort of could have made it work if they just like implied that Sue had something to do with it, because at least her like villain character is already established. Yeah. yeah Otherwise, but, it's but just she... misconduct. Because but they established Sue, like Kurt. Now that doesn't mean they can't go back and change that yeah. or that because that's, so not, like, that's not a thing. So like they could do that, but like it's, I guess that it always surprised me watching it. It was like, what fucking faculty advisor allowed? But huh? They voted in the gay kid because let's be honest. Everybody That's how knows. Kurt's probably well known at this point. Like they voted the gay kid to be prom queen. That doesn't seem right. Let's just ignore all those write-in votes and go to the next girl. Yep. Whoever or at that least may be. like check with Kurt. For, I know it's supposed to be a surprise, but you know there could have been some sort of like vetting of that situation. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, were you running? Were you yeah. running to be queen? Because if you're running, congratulations. But and if you weren't, I have really bad news. Yeah. Yes, this was definitely a lapse in adult judgment, but that's never happened on Glee before. Not on the never. Not on this show. But yeah, so it's like that that was really my big thing with all of this. You know, I, I, I knew you guys would by you guys I mean mostly Emily will dissect everything else that goes on afterwards with Do you uh, mean the how Lane the hand holding he spins him and the camera just cuts it off so we don't even get to see the spin happen? That part? Yeah, exactly. I just I just wanted to talk about you know what it was probably Shu. Shu probably did all of the tallying, and he probably went that yeah okay that's probably fine. That makes and sense. Did, Kurt's a girl. That makes sense. Kurt, you know, he likes to he likes to be on the girl team, so yeah. I guess that's fine. And he'd be yeah. okay with it. And uh, yeah, that's exactly what happened. I solved it. <laughs> and I thought you liked Mr. Shu. I contain multitudes. Multitudes, yeah. I am sad we didn't get a curtain plane duet in this episode. Yeah. Well, especially because Rachel's song is so fucking depressing for prom, yes. so they should have replaced it with something else. Although, although, let's let's talk about how Blaine used the mic in a way that I'd like to think he was imagining things. You mean he filleted the mic? Also I mean, groped it. His whole That's performance true. was so daring. It was, yeah. But it was also one of the introductions of Blaine as a solo singer to Glee. Like, I feel like this was Blaine's first solo performance on Glee. It is also interesting because he's not actually at McKinley yet. No. So let's talk no, about it's like, he, he has a song, but I'm like, you're not this, actually in the Glee club. Yeah, this random dude who goes to a different school is performing at their prom. <laughs> 14 is just like, you, what the fuck? Yeah. And you know, and you know what happened was because Blaine, as much as we love him, is a lot like Rachel sometimes. Oh, he went, yeah. oh my god, you guys are performing? 
tried before, and he has like 20,000 songs in his back pocket. So it just jumps up and like gives a song to the band and just goes. Because again, Blaine and Rachel, not that different sometimes. No, I don't even think he asked. I think there was just a lull in the music, and he was like, oh, it's it's my turn. Exactly, because Blaine Warbler is a born performer, and he is here to rock your Bobby Sox. So, different, <laughs> different episode, but that's okay. And he's a diva. Also a different episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can make references, too. Well done. We're all very good at this. Yes. Uh, I did like the 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 plot happening during his song of Rachel and Jesse and Quinn and Finn like uh, their their fight their their man fight happening during like the rising tension of the song mm-hmm. like I actually thought that worked well cinematically I never went to a school dance so I don't know how far into a brawl someone could get before they got kicked out but I don't actually know. It depends. The only thing I was really disappointed by in this dance was the lack of anybody telling kids to leave room for Jesus. It's true. <laughs> there was very little room for Jesus happening, especially with there, uh, Brittany. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was going to say, I, I have no idea because I don't really remember it. I think I went to one high school dance. I don't really remember. I don't think I went to any, but that was on purpose. I went to more than I wanted to. Gross. Mandy was Mandy was the popular one that went to all the disco dances. We were not. Oh my What's god! Weird is I, I I really wasn't, but it, in a strange situation of doing favors for other people, ended up going to three. Ugh. Yeah. Oh no! I went to a, a midnight Harry Potter instead of going to prom. Ugh, I'm jealous. Hell yeah! That was that's so on brand. Isn't it though? Yep. I'm sure we had a junior prom, but ugh. Um, so Blaine gets to uh, molest the microphone, and then the Quinn Rachel bathroom scene happens for all the ladies out there. Yes, I um, enjoyed that scene. Yeah. Would you like to comment on on this? No, because if I do, it's going to become extremely clear how superficial my liking of it is. <laughs> they just look really pretty in their makeup? They, yeah, that's it. Not that either of them need makeup to look pretty. Yeah. I like that, I like that Manny has, like, no comment on that scene at all as far as, like, like I really yeah. don't know what they talked about. They were just pretty. I mean, and one I of them that. slapped the other one. I remember that, but, yeah. yeah. Quinn committed domestic abuse which we can talk about at the end of this episode if we want to because that's a thing but maybe we'll maybe we'll do a psa at the end of this because yeah we have another character that we can't talk about on this fucking podcast yeah god damn it don't come into play for a while but yeah um so much I know. We did skip over the hallway scene of Kurt and Blaine, where mm-hmm. Chris's mm-hmm. acting was quite good, uh, and his, his great line of, They can't touch me, but they can't touch us, or what we have. Uh, and Blaine holding out his hand very gentlemanly. That was all very good. I hope it took many takes. <laughs> Let's just assume it did. Yeah, just really 
getting that handhold right. I'm shocked. I think that's uh, well, same. So am I. They're just they were cute and sweet. They were. And that's kind of all I needed. Um, well, they were cute and sweet, but also, they were also supportive, right? Like. Mhm. Of course. You know. Also, the uh, the big puppy dog eyes. Yes. Up from the ground. Lane's big old puppy dog eyes, the subject of many gifts. Indeed. Indeed. Many gifts, many, many fix. I'm certain. Oh, yeah. And he, uh, well, I mean, he, okay, I guess the next, the next thing we need to talk about as far as, like, Kurt going back in, trying to confront Karofsky. Uh, Karofsky obviously running off. Blaine stepping up. So it's sort of like, okay, you, you, you have Karofsky going, no, I don't want to, I don't want to admit I'm gay. I don't want to deal with this. I want to run away from the truth. And then Blaine stepping up to confront and deal with his his past trauma. So it's like, yes, yes, you guys are being very nuanced. Nobody gets the overtones of what you're saying at all. This is all very, very subtle stuff you guys are doing. <laughs> totally, totally. Yes. Um, but uh, I mean, any any thoughts or 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 points you want to bring up? I mean, about that whole next part of this. I still stand by my anger. At Karofsky, and I don't think Kerr should have tried to get him to dance with him. I think he should just been like, fuck no. it. I don't. Just dance with your boyfriend. Your boyfriend's like wife filler anyway, so just dance with him. But, yeah, I thought anyway. it was weird that he even thought Karofsky would dance with him when he can't even say out loud that he's gay. Yeah, that was yeah. again a bit naive of Kurt. Yeah, it was a little like, well, just because you can doesn't mean this fucker can just because you're using this as a chance to you know you're not you're not gonna let this this get you down and you're gonna like hold your head up high and and look everybody in the face and say fuck you doesn't mean that other people see it the same way or are able to do it and and he is not in and won't be for a while that's okay but yeah, yeah. it did seem like a <laughs> come on Come on, Kurt. You know better than this. You should have. Yeah, you should have. You should have figured that out. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else interesting to say on that. It's just, I don't know why he bothered trying to dance with Karofsky. Um, I mean, it does, once again, it does make Kurt look good as a character to reach does. out to his abuser, but it's not necessary. I think I it, I also just keep thinking he's 16. Like, yeah. that sucks to put that on a 16-year-old. It does, but it's Glee. Yep, but it's Glee is such a such an excuse for so many things. Is what I was trying to say. It is, but it's Glee covers that covers a wide a wide base. Um, any other comments or thoughts on the uh, on the um, dance scene? Gallant Blaine stepping in, asking mm-hmm. asking Kurt to dance. Yes. Uh, yeah, the camera sense. did not stay on them long enough. No, it didn't. Uh, if they really wanted to do some fan service, they could just release all of the uh, outtakes of, yes. of the whole leg like, filming. Yes, they could. Do you hear us? You owe us. I know it's been a while, but you guys can still get some of our money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an adult. I don't need anything. I'll pay for it. Yeah. I'll never ask for anything ever again, except for all of the outtakes. Yeah. And the behind the scene and the B-roll footage and the bloopers and anyway. Anyway, do we have any? Uh, do we have any particular songs that stand out as favorites? 
Uh, mine is a toss-up between Dancing Queen and I'm Not Gonna Teach Your Boyfriend How to Dance With You, which is the longest song title by someone who's not Panic at the Disco. I like Dancing Fair. Queen. I'm simple in this one. I like, I, I'm definitely with, um, I'm not a teacher, I'm not a teacher, but kind of dance with these. The second I do, I know we're gonna be through. I'm not gonna teach you how to dance with you. He don't suspect a thing, I wish you'd get a clue. I'm not gonna teach you how to Because that's just watching Blaine, who is basically Darren. Thing yes. and, and like yeah sexually assault a microphone it was amusing to me yeah i'll be honest it's only assault if the microphone didn't ask and it consented and i feel like the microphone consented the microphone was into it he was yeah <laughs> you know it was, fine. it was also an interesting song choice which i liked because sometimes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially in later seasons the song choices are just so obvious uh, you know, like Dancing Queen was fine, but it also, I don't have, I'm not talking, like, in this instance, Dancing Queen makes sense because it's a prom, right? And like I, performing I like Dancing was... Queen at prom yeah. makes sense. But I'm not going to teach your boyfriend how to dance with you. My, not going to teach, what's this song called? I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to teach your boyfriend how to dance with you. Is, it's like an indie song. It's, it wasn't top of the charts. It's not a well-known hit, but it had such, it had like the right energy for that scene. So I appreciated that they kind of stepped out of their song comfort zone to pick something that actually fit the scene and wasn't, Mm -hmm. wasn't like, yes, this was the song that was on last week's top 40. Exactly. I kind of appreciate how they, it was sort of like a reverse obvious because I assumed that they gave him dancing, dancing queen had to do with Kurt becoming the queen. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Which. <laughs> I mean, yes, that's also true. <laughs> I am surprised that they didn't go like all in on that. Yes. Just, just in how, like, I mean, I'm basically just repeating what you're saying. Like they, they actually did go a little bit outside of their norm. Yeah, I it just I I appreciated it, so that's why why they get my vote cap. Also, um, do you guys have a like Friday was funny. Yeah, yeah it's true, very true. Do you have a favorite uh, quote by chance? Uh, I do. It's Santana saying, "Just because I hate everybody doesn't mean they get to hate me too." Because I that's like that. my life motto. I also liked Sue's description of being positively horny with grief. <laughs> yeah those are the sue lines that i love yeah. they just make me laugh and like a lot of it is just jane's delivery yes it is how about you Very Matt? Nice. i don't know if it's a favorite line so much as i weirdly really liked rachel saying let's do run joey run and then <laughs> was like no i mean that was why kind of funny it? yeah why would we do that so <laughs> it's not actually her line let's do run joey run so much as it's like i think 
it, it was it's sort of like that reoccurring joke of okay that was a really bad song that we did yeah that was this is, this is a good throwback it's a nice it's, yeah. not, it's nice when it is it reminds you it's like okay this this show can be can be funny sometimes and it's like this was this was funny on the uh mikhail scale scale oh wait no i have a question oh no okay sorry sorry back do we well in the spirit of prom do we have a favorite uh prom dress and or suit like a favorite prom outfit i've immediately forgotten what all of them were wearing well then i guess the answer is no (laughs) um i i'm going i'm going to say blaine's because i know it was dapper and it looked nice, and he looked great. His simple, like, slim <laughs> lapel suit. Yes. Classic. Okay. Classic. And not Kurt's kilt? I, it is a close second, because I do, I, do, I do like his kilt. I do. Okay. I kind of like Mercedes, like, magenta, <laughs> puffy. Her $5. Her, her fake $5, Yeah. I, I did appreciate, for the most part, they looked like prom dresses. Yeah, they did. And, like, Quinn's matched her personality. But I... I, I, I actually, I take it back. I do remember what Quinn was wearing, and she is my favorite. Uh... <laughs> surprise, surprise. I like that it's, I like that it's not... Uh, these are prom dresses that looks like you're wearing a dress for a catwalk and or a red carpet. Right. So, uh, now... Yes. Heaven's scale. I mean, he had a song... And, like, multiple scenes. I didn't really, like, get much from the Sue Artie, like, subplot they had going on. No, but he did no, have no, his I own subplot. Yeah, I was gonna say, but, like, he still gets credit for it, even if it wasn't, like, yeah. the best. Um, and I did like his song. Like, the what the character was doing was kind of obnoxious, but in terms of just performing the song, I thought it was cute. And I thought that... Uh, Britney's reactions were cute too as he was singing. Yeah. So like a four out of five for having two songs and a whole subplot? Yeah. That that seems I think that makes sense. Fair. Okay. Now what about the uh the plain dog? I mean aside from there being no PDA, that's pretty high. Yeah. Multiple scenes. They two were dates a... together. Yeah, they got two dates. Uh they had a dance, a romantic dance. And those those stills at the end. Yep, 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 yep. Well, is that clean or... <laughs> uh, debatable. <laughs> debatable. They had heartfelt conversations about real things. Yeah, real things. And they stood up for each other. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good episode. It's a pretty good clean episode. Um, eight? I feel like seven. I, I want to say an eight, and it's only they don't get higher because they didn't sing together. Okay. Yeah, they, there wasn't any on-screen making out. I, I think there are some better episodes, so I wouldn't want to rank it so, maybe so high. Seven, seven. Let's do seven. Yeah. Okay. If only they had fucked. Exactly. I don't like I mean... sex tape. <laughs> the worst sex tape. Just... Duet while fucking is a ten. There you go. There we go. Yep. That's a solid 10 of 10. <laughs> yeah. There's for, our bar. For the coordination required. The breath control. I, I was literally <laughs> just going to say the breath control. <laughs> I can't laugh because then I'm going to cough. Uh, anyway. Okay. 
so positive claim episode um some pretty good songs and some behind the scenes drama that's a pretty solid episode of glee yeah yeah, yeah it is. for Very once right. in a while um should we end this on a on a downer that sounds do like us do we do we need to bring up the news from the previous week or i think it's relevant enough because like we've we've yeah. stated before what our policy is on that but right maybe so, a refresher is not a bad idea so i think most people listening to this podcast have also heard about melissa is it benoist ben benoist no idea how do you pronounce her name? I always pronounce him Benoist. If you're listening, you have heard about her opening up um, as a survivor of domestic violence slash intimate, is it intimate partner violence, I think? Mm-hmm. Um, and though names have not been named, we're all quite certain who that person was. And that person was also on Glee at the same time. So when we get to the episodes with um, <laughs> Jake Blenner, we will <laughs> enact our policy that has been in place for the other problematic, terrible people on this fucking show and yeah. try not to talk about the actor at all if we can help it and then to keep the character talk to anything very necessary to the plot of the show i think this will we, be harder because it yeah. seems like there were you know their characters were together and it seems like that may have been well that could have possibly been because of the behind the scenes tragedy going on so <clears throat> we will fight that fight when we get there but just as a heads up well said and fuck domestic abusers yes but not actually (laughs) not actually yeah i think that's a that is a well great note to end it on (laughs) yes but um yes no an important note to end it on um if anybody has any questions about this policy why we have this policy who we're talking about and what's going on you can ask us, and then as for uh, what we're talking about, you can just Google. Yes. Yeah. Just Google. Google that. But if you want to know why we have the policy we do, you have questions about the policy, our inbox is always open. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. Well, then, if, anybody, if nobody else has any last thoughts on, uh, on this, this episode, I'm going to call it done. I'm going to go, I'm going to say we, we all need to have a thorough amount of cough syrup. <laughs> I'm not sick. One more you know I'm down for it. You too, Manny. Yeah. I think we all need to go bad. Just everyone take a shot of some cough syrup. Or whiskey. Whichever you got. Oh. I'll, I'll go whiskey. Okay. Sounds good. That's what I put in my tea. All right. With that, uh, thanks so much for listening, and uh, that's what you missed on Glee.
At Farmers Insurance, we know that a bundle of joy can sound like many different things. But to us, a bundle of joy sounds a little more like this. Because we know when you bundle your home and auto insurance with Farmers, you could save an average of 20%. Really? My bundle of joy just makes a lot of drool. Ah, the joys of parenthood. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. And we know that it can get a little weird when things just don't work together. That's why Farmers lets you bundle your home and auto insurance together. And doesn't that sound nice? Bundle with Farmers today and you could save an average of 20% too. Talk about music to your ears. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.